Hey guys, welcome to Begging Broadcast, episode number 374. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. Were you sh- we're, I'm sorry, what were you shaking your head at me for? I was shaking my head because of the hey guys. <laughs> I can't believe that's still a thing. <laughs> that's, I, I don't know why you're shaking your head at me. That's I'm just how like, we've oh. always started the show. What I love, Paul, is you said that, and now I remember that we break it down. So, <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're normally a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways the first being the week in geek covering all the top geek news of the past weeks <laughs> then we go into the list where we break down the books <laughs> that we are going to be picking up july 25th 2018 and we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic and this week we're going to be taking a look at some of the stuff that came out of uh, san diego comic-con this past weekend uh, it's sunday seven o'clock in the evening so pretty much everything over there is already done so we've probably gotten all the big stories announced already so we'll just be breaking those down we're pulling up a trailer for the trailer fest trailers trailers <laughs> you're awful <laughs> i thought it was fun <laughs> that was a good one but you know to get through all my horrible puns and jokes and breaking things down we first have to uh talk about what we've been drinking uh, we've had some technical difficulties here, so we, uh, John and I have already finished our first beer. But Chris, what are you sipping on? Yes. Um, my first beer is a seasonal release from Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, this is part of their Nitro series, but this is their Orange Creep Ale. Oh. And I gotta say, I I really enjoyed this. I saw the four pack of it on the shelf. Um, it is a Nitro, so it comes in the can with like the boondoggle thing. It's all nice and creamy and foamy. Uh, I like this. It's not like an overly sweet orange. I was kind of thinking it was going to be a little bit sweeter, just based off of um, some of their other stuff, like their vanilla porter and the fact that they have like an orange creamsicle on the mm. on the can. Uh, I was expecting it to be more along those lines. It's not, but it's still just a really nice like citrus cream ale. Like it's just great to drink. More like an orange like blossom it. versus an orange creamsicle. Yeah, that like that, <laughs> yeah. just like that, just like it. Uh, what what do you guys got though? We're drinking uh, also something that's heavily inspired by fruit, and this is a uh, Move Into the Country IPA from Forty Two North Brewery, a local brewery here outside of Buffalo, New York. And this is a peach vanilla milkshake IPA. Um, milkshake IPAs are new to me. They've uh, been around for a while. Right, they're new to me. This is one of the first ones that I've had. I think I've had one other one at uh, forty uh, at uh, Community Beer Works, um, and this is a peach flavored uh, milkshake. So it's uh, got lactose in it, and I think that's the only thing they that got the lactose it. sugars kind of smooth it out, make it softer, <laughs> make it a little creamier, and it is a smooth, really easy drinking beer. Uh, when I've had it before, the peach flavor popped a little bit more. It was still subtle. But it was still it was, there. It you say it was subtle, but it was it was big. The peach was was pretty big in it. I, I thought it was subtle. Like I'm like, oh, you no, got it's smooth, that it's ripe creamy, peachiness, mouthfeel. It was smooth. It was easy drinking, but it it had a really nice pop of peach to it, and Burp. it wasn't like overpowering. But mm-hmm. it was yeah, it was it was there. There was a peach nice. there. Yeah, you got the you got the peachy pop. Yeah. Peachy pop. You know, put there, just a little, put there by a man in a factory downtown. Yeah, just a little bit of that fuzz, peach fuzz was there. And uh, this was released about three or four weeks ago. 
And uh, I've been holding on to this last four pack for the show. For- it was the Saturday before Fourth of July. Yeah. So, yeah, three three weeks ago, let's say. Um, we actually are drinking. We'll talk about three beers that were all released at same time. Um, the shame about this beer, the the Forty Two North beer, is the peach it's is gone. It's the peach is gone. And um, it's a shell of its former self. It's still the best beer we're drinking. Oh, right now, yeah. Um, it's got a really nice, still has a nice mouthfeel. Um, but still you're smooth, easy you drinking. are when you take that sip, you're searching for that peach, mm-hmm. and it just isn't there anymore. If you were thinking it was just a, a, a milkshake IPA, though, you would be like, oh, okay, it's decent. What flavor was it at one point? And you'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. But it's still e- easy drinking and enjoyable. It's just yeah, it's still a good little, beer. Still missing uh, that, but peach. it definitely has and lost. Vanilla. I don't think I really tasted any vanilla on it either. So maybe maybe I'm wrong. Um, maybe you're wrong, yeah, but maybe, it, it is. Maybe still, I don't even know what my taste. It is tastes. still good, but I think maybe all these beers we should have finished uh, when they were released. But yeah. we'll go into. Hey, that's okay. I only have two beers for the night because my second one I'll tell you about later. We have quote unquote three, but one of them we're not. I I don't plan we're on finishing. Forget. No, and I don't plan on finishing the third either. Nope. But uh, I'm on call, so that's a good call. Yeah, that's fine. News? news news yeah let's get into the news before san diego comic-con came out before this all started uh we had some news uh sad news we'll start with first get it out of the way steve dicko the co-creator of spider-man uh the guy that put uh peter parker in the red and black costume um basically has passed everything away. about spider-man that you like mm-hmm. is now uh, has passed he also did doctor was the main uh Artist on Doctor Strange, co-creator on Doctor Strange, and John's grabbing stuff from the shelf, and I'm very confused. Uh, I just something else too. Didn't he do like? It wasn't Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. He did Blue Beetle. Was yep. it okay? Uh, I just could be. Look at me having <laughs> a comic book podcast, knowing some facts. I had just kickstarted his, the last thing he worked on. Oh, um, which is a new Blue Beetle book. Um, I haven't gotten that yet. Um, I got the other parts of that right now, um, but I got the Hero comic that he put out in 2008. Uh, I have a cover, a book of just his covers um, that he published in 2010. I have this really crappy thing called comics um, that he put out in um, 2018. I'm surprised um, but it's how like wordy nice, it is. It's, this one is, I think, just... Um, people talking about stuff oh yeah yeah it's comics. comics mechanics um but yeah i got these just now in the um the blue beetle book which is like a new blue beetle story that he's done mm-hmm. hasn't come out yet um but i got these other with the 14 dollars that i kickstarted these were all the perks that i got I just really like the story that originally Spider-Man was in a red and black costume and the highlight was blue and the colorist kind of screwed up and like made it a little too overly blue, almost like uh, what they say about Batman originally, too. Like it was a black costume with blue highlights and people just assumed that he was wearing a blue suit, you know, you know, gray and blue, not gray and black. And Spider-Man, same thing, red and blue and red and black. Checks out. Um 
you know, I, I, I'm sad to hear that Steve Ditko has passed. I haven't, I don't have the affinity for his work because I wasn't reading comics at that time. Like, his influence is huge, and I understand it, but it's not, I don't know, there's, but he hasn't been working in the mainstream in so long. Well, I think I a lot it. of that, and I mean, this could just be hearsay, but I think a lot of that is just the fact that he did so much work and then all of it was overshadowed. I mean, Stanley, it's got to be hard to be someone that's labeled as a co-creator with Stanley because the words co-creator are so small under the name Stanley underneath everything that that man's touched. Right. That's uh, a great point. I, I, I think maybe that just kind of put him off from being more active in the spotlight or, you know, I, I've never met the guy. I've never seen him. He was, kind of a recluse almost like he's not like some of those other creators that were out there doing interviews and appearing in documentaries about uh, comic books that I saw, you know, in my formulative comic buying and watching years. So he might just be like, Hey, no, this is a job I did. I, I did it. And okay. I, I, I moved on to other things. Who knows? And he is, he is 90. Well, you know, he, he died. Yeah. He died in his nineties. So even twenty years ago, when we were mm-hmm. getting into comic books, or you know, a little bit before that, I mean, that puts him in the seventies. You know, yeah. and in the early eighties and in his sixties, I think he probably was fine stepping away from some of that stuff because those new talents coming out of the eighties and nineties and what the books began to start looking like, it's a little less than what his talents in some ways could muster mm-hmm. like even in these books that he put out in 2008 it's very bland panels you know it's not like a lot of crazy artwork um the reason i kickstarted it is because he was going back to doing like an original blue Be- beetle story and i thought oh that's cool that's worth that's worth 14 dollars oh, yeah. and, oh, yeah, and i get a couple extra things and i get his i get my name in the book and all this mm-hmm. other goofy crap i was like i'll do that i'm not I'm not going to be mad. I'm not mad with the the kind of low tier books yeah. that I got. You know, the with hero. that fourteen dollars, it's fun. You know, it's fine. It's it's something of memorabilia, and the fact that I did it right before he passed away is just a nice like. Oh, hey, this is this is nice that I was yeah. able to do this right before he he passed away. Yeah. Similar vein, and I know we didn't talk about it. Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, Jerry Seinfeld show. That's now a Netflix show. Uh, Ooh, which he, he was getting sued over. Oh, well, yeah, because, you know. Yeah. Walking yeah. about L's. <laughs> but uh, Jerry Lewis was on it, and that's the last appearance of Jerry Lewis. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I honestly did not know that. Uh, and it just came, the new season just started on Netflix like uh, last week, and Jerry Lewis is they end the series with Jerry Lewis, and that's his, his last on camera appearance. Jerry Lewis. Wow. And he also talked about he also talked to Gary Shandling right before he died too. Yeah. Oh my god. In an episode called <laughs> "Thank Never Talk to Jerry Seinfeld." <laughs> He's kind of like the murder she wrote to the comedy group. Ooh. You just see him coming and you just leave. Uh yeah, Gary Shandling. The episode's titled "Thank God Gary Shandling's Still Alive." <laughs> wow. Well, because it came out before, you yeah. know, he died and everything, and then suddenly he was gone. Then, uh, you know, Captain America: Winter Soldier came out, and the guy was dead. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, some other news that we had. But <laughs> had to get out of the sad news. You know? Get out of the sad news. Uh, what was the other news that we had? Uh, one of the co-creators, or not co-creators, one of the head writers uh, from Avatar The Last Airbender, one of the cartoon series that I absolutely love, uh, is coming out with a, his own original series for Netflix called uh, The Dragon Prince. Uh, we got a first look at it before Comic-Con, and I didn't see the first look at it because I didn't see the trailer or anything, but I heard, you know, read an article, and I'm kind of excited to see it when it comes out. Because, you know, if it's anything even close to that show, it'll be a great show. Yeah, and you, like you said before, because we talked about this in our friend feed that we have, where we discussed a lot of just bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not one of the creators of Avatar. It's like the head writer, right? Yeah, one of the head writers. He wrote a, series, a number of the episodes. So hopefully he understands like the whole... Building world building because that's the best part of Avatar the world. Uh, Last Airbender was the world building, and if he can do that or even close to it, I think it's going to be a really fun and fun show to watch. And also the characters, you know, yeah, cool world, decent characters that you root for. That's all I want. Yeah, characters are it's the most important thing for me when I think of like Avatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and something else we got uh, before San Diego Comic Con was Nathan Fillion put out uh, a Drake, uh, a Nathan Drake... Um, Uncharted? Uncharted uh, little teaser to be like, hey, you guys are going to go ahead with this movie. I'm not too old. I'm not too old. Uh, hire me. Uh, and I have to say, it's fun. It does look like a, a USA uh, sitcom TV hour-long shows that oh. they do. But it, it is just, yeah, it looks like Bernonis. It is just supposed to be a fun fan thing for all those people who for years have been clamoring, we want to see Nathan Fillion play Nathan Drake. And then the guy they have who plays his mentor, he he looks the part. He does a great job. Uh, oh, God, I've, I haven't played a lot of Uncharted. Sully? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Sully. And it's the guy who, um, he's like the bad guy in Avatar. Um, oh, okay. That yeah. older guy. Uh, a lot of people not not the, not the cartoon Paul. Oh, different Avatar. I'm like you, <laughs> he was somebody that Mark a lot Hamill, of people not Zuko. A lot of people were saying should play Cable and he he also put out that he wanted to play Cable. Um but uh everything looks really spot on. It's just fun. You get the wise cracking, you get mm-hmm. the action. You definitely uh see the parts where it would look amazing if Nathan Fillion had a stunt double to do his, uh, <laughs> some of his stunts for him, but the humor and just the feel of it, it, it was great. I I haven't watched this yet. Uh, like I said, I haven't played a lot of Uncharted. I do enjoy those games. I think I enjoyed watching Randy play it more. <laughs> uh, he, just, he just kept jumping but, to his death. <laughs> but I, I think this is a great fit. I think everyone's always been like, oh yeah. Nathan Fillion. It should be Nathan Drake. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. They have the same first name. <laughs> uh, that's why I always see Alien and Paul. <laughs> that's why I refuse to see Paul. <laughs> I, li- I didn't need to see it. I lived, <laughs> I lived it. it. I've been I, alienated I really my whole life. <laughs> I don't really have much else. because I mean, it has been a couple weeks since we have recorded... Um, 
partially my fault, partially John's fault. I mean, I, I worked. John had to go on his anniversary. I'm sorry. I went uh, on vacation. But, I'm the only I, one I, blameless I think, right now. I think I think also newsworthy is uh, since you had your anniversary, I think it's time that we celebrate ours because Bag Forecast is 10 years old now. Oh, we're still nine. nine. We're nine. Nine. I thought you said 10. Oh, nine. Don't trust John's no, math. It started in 2008. No, we started in 2009. That was 2008. Oh, 2009. I don't know. I don't trust. Now that John's so animate, uh, animate that uh, it's 2009, I'm thinking it's 2008, just because whenever John tries to do math. It's on, it's on like, uh, the boilerplate on our website. <laughs> 2008. I don't Did think so. The, yeah, I think. I thought it was. Was it three Pretty years sure it when I was? That would be two years after I was Hold married. Hold on. I'm hold on. So that do, makes more sense. Do the legwork. 2008 makes more sense. Uh, 2008 well, it makes okay, more sense because no. it's two years into no, my marriage it, versus three. Our like first episode was about July uh, 9th, 2009 at 11:22. I said recorded the first podcast for the website I write on. It will be up on iTunes and Zoom in a couple <laughs> days. Hey, hey, Star Lord can listen to us. Yeah. That's cool. That's so cool. July 9th is our is our birthday. We're okay, so we're nine years old. I'm sorry, John. Realize I was trying I to I was trying you. to backtrack, and I'm like, well, how long did I live in the apartment? We did that for how many years in the apartment? I'm like, well, if I I was only living there for five years, so I thought we did it for a full three years. We only did that. It makes sense. We've done the show now more outside of the apartment than we have on the inside of that apartment. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's, that's not a shocking fact that's to me That's a at shocking all. fact to me. I'm like, I will forever think of it as the podcast that we did downstairs in the stu- Studio A. Studio A. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, it, it. we've been doing it mm-hmm. nine years. It feels it's, like it's a years. It's a long time, and you get your timeline screwed up. Like, oh, when did we start it? Like, yeah. 2008, 2009, I don't know. Uh, Numbers are tough. That's why we keep track of it on a spreadsheet that we share for <laughs> yeah. the Bagman Boardcast Summer Movie Blockbuster Bracket Buster, right? We got a Bracket Buster hey. going? Yeah, we got a Bracket Buster going, guys. And uh, guess what? Some movies have come out. Uh, I'm not sure if we talked about uh, their opening numbers yet. We'll start with uh, Skyscraper, the uh, the rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, helmed, uh, not paraplegic. Uh, he he has a amputated leg. amputated leg. What is that? Just uh, paraplegic? No, he's an amputee. amputee? Yeah, that's good it's enough. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he he uh, staggered in with twenty five point five. That was awful. I didn't even mean it, and it came out of my mouth, and I'm like, this is awful. I can't believe I'm saying it. Uh, opening weekend of twenty five point five million dollars. Not the lowest. Not the lowest. Definitely not. It puts it right in the middle. It's a median opening for our bracket this year, with upgrades still being the lowest at 4.7. But I don't think anyone expected upgrade to do. I think in a lot of areas, too, it was released just in video on demand. Like, it had a, it probably had the smallest... Opening. Op, uh, you know, just opening in theaters, number-wise, uh have we talked about the opening uh, sc- sc- Scario? Uh, sc- no, we didn't. Scario 2. Sicario? Sicario. Uh, fin- rounding out the year of the Brolin. Uh, this is also a Josh Brolin movie. This is his third this summer. And it opens up with uh, just like 10% of the rest of his movies. Not even. Uh, $19 million even. Opening weekend. So uh, 
we were rolling into the summer and we just rolled on out. Uh, not, I was going to write that down it. for an episode title, and it's like I don't even want to do it. <laughs> nope, don't I don't do even it. want to do it. Don't do it. I thought I thought about it for a second. I was about to click over to the uh, show notes page. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I the bracket yeah. bust is my time to throw all this shit out of there, guys. Come on, <laughs> this you know. is not time to shine. <laughs> this is my time to meddle in mediocre mediocrity. <laughs> let's not kid ourselves with shining. Let, let's not kid ourselves. Most of our episode titles are weird bullshit that you say through an episode anyway. So what are you being like, oh, this is my time to do it? Yep. They're definitely not shining moments. Checks so. out. <laughs> They're mediocre at best. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp opened up with $75.8 million, which is a good number. It's $25 million more, so 50% more than its uh, predecessor, just Ant-Man. But also... About $8 million off, or $9 million off, from what they were expecting. Uh, about two weeks out, they were doing projections, and they were expecting this movie to uh, make $84 million uh, opening weekend. So, some people are saying it was uh, success, some people are saying it isn't great, but uh, Kevin... Uh, that's, oh, go ahead. the thing. We live in an age where an Ant-Man movie can come out and make $75 million in an opening weekend, not just like Overall, like that's that's crazy. That's great. It did have the largest drop off week to week, weekend to weekend. It dropped off almost almost seventy five percent. It's for its second weekend, uh, and it didn't go up against anything all that strong. But see, I don't think Ant Man is ever going to be as big a draw as some of those other Marvel characters. I mean, you could put them in Civil War with, you know, Captain America and Iron Man, but it's still Ant-Man. Right. He, he's never going to be that big marquee name. And the fact that this movie has performed as well as it has. The fact it that it got a sequel. It yeah, I think that alone. They could easily just take Ant-Man and have him, like, weave in through the movies. Almost like they have with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. He could be one of those characters that, like, oh, Ant-Man's in this movie, too. Cool. The Falcon. They're, they do that with the Hulk now. The Falcon. Like, <laughs> I'm okay with them existing in this universe and seeing them. But Ant-Man's a character that they believe in enough that they're like, no, okay, here we go. Ant-Man and the Wasp. We, we have an Ant-Man sequel movie. Yeah. I like... What a time to be alive, guys. I like the first one. I think I like the second one more than the first one. Hmm. I I would agree. Uh, I thought it, I I had a lot of fun with it. Um, the only thing that I think was a big misstep, Ooh, misstep is one of the villains in it is somebody who was trying to like get high tech gadgets to kind of sell in the black market. Um, Chris, you know who I'm talking about? The Vulture. Yeah. The Vulture uh, from Homecoming. Why wasn't that character played by Sam Rockwell? Why wasn't that Hammer? Yeah. Um. Like I, it well, just to, to so, me it just. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for yeah. this? Um, rumor. I mean, who knows? Uh, this is all just supposition and speculation. That's what we do here. Speculation. Like, we, well, we we try not to. I think. I think we're pretty good at reining in because we realize, like, oh, well, this would be a cool idea. Uh, but people are wishing, thinking, hoping uh, that that guy is actually a lackey for Norman Osborn. And this is how they're kind of bringing in, like Oscorp into it, where he's working through these other like shell companies. Yeah, but 
to a, like amass technology. I I saw that too. I saw that too before I actually went to see. And besides, besides, uh, Justin Hammer's in prison. He could have gotten out, the, and uh, that's why he needs this tech is to make his money back. Yeah, but see, at that point, I think that belittles. No, he would still have Justin Hammer would him. still have money because they couldn't get him on Rico. I'm just saying. I think it would have been more fun. That character tying into the yeah. other movies. Oh, no, I, I don't disagree. I think having him in Ant-Man would oh, him fit perfectly. Ha- yeah. He, that character seems like he's an Ant-Man character. Yeah. I, I just think, like, to me, it was like, I thought that character was all well and done. And, like, thinking about it and, like, people, like, I was talking to a, a buddy at work and I was, he was like, yeah, it was fun. Like, they didn't need that character. It could have been anybody. And I was like, it could should have been Sam Ra- Sam Rackwell because I loved but, his his performance. And it now looking through it, the view of okay, well, what if this is someone that's working for Osborne? I'm okay with it being just some random person. But I mean, we know Marvel can do these things where they bring just these like one off characters. I mean, look at Agent Sitwell that we had hanging around in the background of the movies, and then you know he turns out to be a Hydra agent. Same thing with you know. Rest his soul, Gary Shandling, we just talked about. He was just like a one-off, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a dick senator. I don't like Tony Stark. No, it turns out he works for Hydra. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great way to introduce new characters that can then lead to something bigger. But I would like to see Sam Rockwell again. I mean, but where he's great. Where in the movie was there any type of connection to Norman Osborn? To a- no, well, that's the thing. That's where it's coming back. That it's all supposition because he just he's out there trying to just get this technology for his boss. And if this guy's like a millionaire or billionaire, who knows, throwing money down on a table and he's collecting stuff for someone else, whoever he's working for doesn't want to get their hands dirty and they probably have even more money. I, I buy into this theory. I think that, I think this would be a great way to bring in Osborne. I can see it, but I like, I just didn't like people said that and I was like, there's, Zero connection. This is somebody that threw out, they right, threw well, something out, and then people are just like, "Well, yeah, that could be." Yeah. No, it, it, but it's it could be. I mean, if I had said after Iron Man two came out, like, "Oh, Gary Shandling, he's he's a Hydra sleeper." Yeah. Well, where's that coming from? You know. That's true. That's also very. It, it's true. it's fun to yeah, see but, the tower, but nobody said nobody had, made, even came close but to no, making that connection. But that's the thing. Like sometimes, like connections are there and you might not see it because we just got this guy appearing for the first time who knows we might see him in spider-man far from home we might see him again in well, i'm trying to think whatever the next one would be that wouldn't be captain marvel but avengers 4 you know who knows? and sometimes obi-wan is ray's uh father I, I mean, we still don't know. Still could <laughs> yeah, happen. because people are talking all on oh are they gonna is jj abrams gonna reboot and re- recon the uh, raised lineage. Man, I don't know, man. Like, but he, here's the Star Wars. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so conversation again. That's why people listen. Get We're my, just friends talking. My up. <laughs> no, but that's that, but that's the thing too. Like, the only thing that we have that said like, oh no, like your parents don't matter. They are nobodies. Was the fact that Kylo Ren said this as he's trying to break her down to join him. Did you the guys... dark side Sid Cave showed her kind of what she what it is, and it's her greatest fear. Now, granted, her well, her greatest fear is she's alone. Yeah, that, that and that her parents that, that doesn't have to necessarily mean like 
her dad's not Obi-Wan or Palpatine. She could be a Palpatine. Did you guys see that like some some nerd click started like a uh GoFundMe? GoFundMe and they're like, We got a we got a multimillionaire that'll match up to twenty five million dollars. They raised like almost a hundred million dollars to remake their own fan film. They're, but it's still just going to be a fan film. It's still going to be a fan film. Yeah, but they're, they're like, not going to hire way, they're, any of the actors. I know. They're not, nobody's going to nobody's going to join it. But the fact is, like all these people did it. But then they're like, yeah, uh, anybody who contributes, uh, we'll take their advice into like what no. it should be. Like <laughs> they all, like we were going to take everybody's story what? points that they want and then fold it into a multi million dollar movie and try to put it out. And people are just going to be like, well, well this is a mess. <laughs> Is this on Kickstarter? Cuz 